Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Across from me, we put him in the Bob Garrett Memorial Bubble, is Joe McGranahan. Bob has a memorial bubble here, does he? Well, he did, yeah. Friday he came in in person, so we built a bubble around him so that he was in an isolated area. So that's why I'm walled off over here behind plastic and sheeting? Yep, and uh, that air tank down at the bottom is not to provide oxygen. We had nitrous oxide in it for Bob, but uh, for you, we just have regular pure oxygen. So if you turn that on, don't light a match. Why did I have to wear a suit made out of Clorox? White, so I, well, I don't understand. We just because of your advanced age, we know you're in the uh, high risk category. We don't want anything bad to happen. Well, you look a little different through this plastic screen we now have in front of us. Right. This is the, the your bubble is made out of the shrink wrap that you put on storm windows on the inside of your home. Oh, on the outside too. It looks more like saran wrap. I was going to wrap a sandwich it. in it. <laughs> you could, <laughs> and then if you'd like the sandwich to be a lot smaller, you could uh, shrink wrap it. So, all right. Well, that's uh, enough of this frivolity. Uh, we have too much mirth and merriment. Let's get serious. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. And I assure you, they would just love to do business with you at the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. They are still open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can make your appointment at sunburymotors.com. You can call them up and make an appointment. Or you could just show up or drop off your vehicle and leave the keys with a big note that says what happened. And they will super serve you. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They'll have to get your car in alignment. They'll get your car inspection done. They can even paint the car or wash it either way, and that will be certain for certain. Make it clear to you that you're being super served by the Sunbury Motor Company, even though at the moment the Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln car and truck sales are on hold. It is still feasible to go to the website and look at all the vehicles they have. You can reserve one for yourself and let them know you're going to bring twenty grand or so down at the appropriate time and buy that uh, vehicle. So the SunburyMotors.com website still super serving you in every way and amongst their huge inventory which is way up because they ordered cars that came in that they can't sell if they don't have what you want well then you can build a Ford, Hyundai, Kia or Lincoln to your precise specifications it's just the way that they super serve you at the Sunbury Motor Company sunburymotors.com we have on the news line with us now Sam Shikitano chairman of the Northumberland County Commissioners Board is on the line good morning Sam thanks for checking in today morning Sam how you doing Good morning, Mark and Joe. Nice to hear from you. Well, I do appreciate that. Uh, can you give us an overview of what the county's doing to cope with the pandemic? What are some of the steps that have uh, taken place? Well, some of the things we have done, uh, as far as the courthouse, uh, Judge Saylor has, uh, you know, closed the courthouse to the public, but they still can bring in uh, things that have to be done and leave them at the front of front door in in uh, separate boxes depending on what departments they need their material to go to so if they have anything that has to go to the courts they can put it in a manila envelope 
uh, put on where it needs to go, put it in the box in front of the courthouse, and the security will take it to those departments, and, and whatever needs to get done will get done. Uh, so that's, you know, another thing Judge Saylor has implemented this week is uh, everyone working in the courthouse is wearing masks now, which is something I'm going to recommend this morning when we uh, have our meeting this, at the office, that all county departments and all county buildings uh, entered by employees, that they must wear a mask when they're inside the building, and they must also keep the social distancing within six feet of each other. Uh, but all the, all the other departments, you know, if they're mandated, uh, the, the people need to be there. They need to be working. Uh, of course, our prison, our guards at the prison, our 911 center is opened. Our, uh, our services, that human services departments are all working. Uh, uh, they're alternating shifts, uh, some working at home, uh, some working in the office, and some working on the road. So... We are keeping all the mandated services or, or all, all the services for for those things open, and uh, and of course our building is also open. But one of the things we just have uh, implemented was all the employees that are not mandated uh, will have an opportunity to take a voluntary layoff. Um, we have already had close to fifty people. Um, looking into that, uh, taking advantage of that. And we just felt that, uh, you know, there's some people who still don't want to be around other people and things. And if, and if it's not a, a service that has to be, we felt those people could stay home, could, you know, apply for unemployment. And we were still going to pay their medical insurance for them. Now, there are some people who also decided instead of going on unemployment that they wanted to use their sick time or their vacation time and we have also agreed to let that happen uh, so they didn't have to be in the office so those are ways that we're trying to you know help with our employees to keep the county moving and you know people think we can just close down but we have a lot of things that the county does supporting other municipalities supporting programs that are out in out in the public that we just cannot just close down. What is the difference in a furlough and a layoff, if there is any difference? Well, you know, I've been trying to look that up myself, and 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 uh, our people and our attorneys say basically it's the same thing. I I, I really don't know. Uh, okay. I think it's just a term, uh, and maybe somebody out there knows, but it's just a term used a furlough or layoff. Furlough. We hope, hopefully, we can it, it, you know all these people can come back once this whole thing is over that you know that's what we're hoping so i don't know if that has anything to do with the furlough or layoff or not maybe joe knows well furlough sounds better than layoff it sounds military like we're giving you some time off to have a good time (laughs) which is not what's happening right now but But i'm curious sam about uh, you mentioned the prison and what's going on out there any thought to uh, letting some of the prisoners out giving them early release because of this virus or what kind of precautions have, have been taken at the prison well, first of all, as as soon as this was even thinking about starting, I had been in touch with the warden, and they took precautions working with the state prison systems with their recommendations, and that was all taken care of the first week, I think, that all this was going on. They put in uh, special sections in the prison in case they had, a, had to quarantine anybody. We got extra beds in. We got this and that. So that was all done. At, at this point, we haven't had to do that, but I'm glad you brought up... Uh, about what they plan on doing with the with the capacity of the prison, because right I, today 
I think the judge has uh, our warden and some of the court people and some of the probation people up there looking at uh, reducing the, the population at the prison. So that's something actually that's happening right now this morning. I don't know what the outcome of that will be till the end of the day, but that's something we are actually working on today. Well, if you if you get any cases out there, uh, would they be kept in house or would they be moved to a medical facility? Depending COVID on cases. COVID cases, yes, depending on how serious they are. I'm sure they go to the hospital. But if you just get some people with flu or colds, is there a testing procedure in place? Well, I know, I know that uh, our prime care, which is our medical supplier at the prison, and the warden. All of them have come up with a protocol for what that what will happen if that if that occurs. I know they have a section put aside to if anyone has any kind of symptoms to put them in an area that they would not be with the rest of the inmates or guards. So that's all taken care of. As far as the uh, entire protocol they have, I don't know that. I just wanted to make sure when we this was going on that we did have a protocol and that uh, they worked it with our medical company that handles that which is prime care and that has all been taken care of so uh i feel confident that we're okay up there that's good news you managed to have a zoom meeting yesterday how did that go in your viewpoint you know i'm not a computer guy and uh not a cell phone guy either but but uh it went very well i i uh I didn't even realize, except that there were no people there, that, that you know, there was any glitch in it. Uh, we had a very good, uh, it was a new setup that I think we just implemented within the past week or so, and, and our, our tech, our tech uh, department set it up, and they had a camera up on the wall, and basically once the meeting started, it was a regular meeting, and uh, I think it went very well, and, and I hope people watched that you know we gave them the opportunity we did have a question or two that was uh, sent in over the computer that we answered but all in all I thought it went well and you didn't get bombed no <laughs> zoom no. bombed <laughs> no nothing like that Sam what about your recreational facilities in the county are you letting them open or are you putting restrictions on their use or how are how are you guys handling that well, as far as, uh, are you talking about senior citizens and things like that? Yeah, or? things like that, uh, county uh, recreational facilities. I mean, you have some. Um, I, maybe you're not in charge of the anthracite outdoor adventure area, but, I mean, do you know what, what kind of things are being done with the recreational activities in the county or facilities? I won't say activities. I think the activities are curtailed, but what about the facilities? Are they open? Well, I, I know all the senior action centers we had closed, and we had done that right away, and I, I know... Uh, Apparently, Novich, who is the director, you know, notified me and said these, you know, the senior citizens are older people, they're more at risk, and she thought the best thing to do right away was to close those, and we did that. As far as the AOA, uh, I actually talked to them yesterday. Uh, they did have a meeting last night, but I'm not sure if the if the facility is opened or not. We didn't discuss that. We were discussing other other things. Um, well, they posted on I, their website this morning. Just this morning, they are going to close. Okay. They, they have been open for a time, but there's so much traffic in and out of there, now they're closed. Well, then you know more than I do, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just posted it this morning. I, I've been right. poking around, looking around for that kind of thing. Okay, so uh, you mentioned that you had a meeting in the courthouse. Tell me about these, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the phrase that was used yesterday, the war room, uh, where every day the commissioners get together and talk about what needs to be done to keep ahead of this. 
Well, you know, another thing I want to bring up, we have had uh, great support uh, with all the counties surrounding us, Snyder Union, Columbia, and Montour. We have met with, over, you know, over the, over the phone, with, with uh, teleconferencing or whatever you call those things, with those commissioners probably two or three times a week. We, we're doing that mostly so we coordinate things together because we feel our counties are so close that we have a lot of people who work over county lines and, and you know, they have to deal with things. So we're trying to do things as much as we can uh, the same. Uh, all, all of the commissioners have been great. Uh, we had a teleconference with CEDACOG, which I think there are 11 different counties yesterday. And uh, again, we're trying to work together. A lot of a lot of it has to do with with the CEDACOG was where where are we going to get and when are we going to get reimbursed if we are for you know we we've been calculating and, and compiling all the cost that is extra since this thing happened, and you know we're, we're being told that hopefully somewhere down the line we get reimbursed for some of it or all of it, but you know CEDACOG sort of helping direct that, helping us coordinate what we need to do and, and, and how we calculate this stuff together. Because I think when this is all over, I think uh, there are going to be some exceptional uh, costs that we didn't expect this year that we're going to have to cover somehow. Sam, are you getting any requests for help from the municipalities in the county? Or, you know, are people calling you? Any particular issues that have come up that kind of maybe surprised you? Well, the, the the most that we get calls, and, and, and let me bring this up, because, uh, you know, our EMA department, which uh, Steve Jeffries uh, is running, has really been doing a good job. We leave him be the guy that goes out to the public, lets the public know how many cases we have, lets the public know, you know, any things that the governor or the president have, you know, put out that's new. So he's the one that's that's keeping in touch with the municipalities. He's more, a, a lot more knowledgeable than any of us on any of this stuff. Uh, but most of the requests we get from municipalities are, you know, do you have masks? Do you have gloves? Do you have, you know, can you get us any kind of disinfectant? Those kinds of things. That's mostly what the municipalities are reaching out for. And Steve yesterday was uh, just got a shipment of some things. I think he brought some masks over and things because... I think we ordered 5,000 masks for just the prison itself. I know the courthouse is using masks now. Now we're going to require uh, each one of our buildings, the people in the buildings, to have masks. I think the same is being done at municipalities and their buildings. Even though they might have them closed, they still have the employees that are in there working with masks on. So those are the m most, most uh, the kind of uh, requests that we're getting from the municipalities. All right, well, we are sort of out of the real critical COVID questions. ASAP, we'll have you back up in our studio for a visit. Uh, we'll put you in the bubble, see how Joe likes it here, <laughs> the plastic, okay, the sealed-in bubble. Is Anything there, you're doing that uh, we didn't ask you, Sam, that you want to bring out? You know, again, no, we're just, again, I, I just want to thank, I think, again, for all our departments, all our department heads, the courts, Judge Saylor, uh, for keeping the county going and keeping it going smoothly, keeping our, our human services going, keeping the prison and 911 going, and to the people, you know, all the people that live in our county. Uh, I think when I'm out, at least I see people wearing masks, keep people social, you know, distancing. Maybe some of the younger people that aren't in school are gathering together, but 
but I think uh, it shows our numbers. You know, I think we were at 22 yesterday, but you got to remember, 22 doesn't mean that's how many cases we have. That means how many cases we did have. Some of those cases are already uh, gone through the process and are, are no longer contagious. So we're probably always at, you know, somewhere around 10, 15 number. And, and I think for a county that has close to 100,000 people, that's, I think our people are doing a pretty good job of the social distancing following, you know, uh, following the recommendations of, of the governor and the president and, and also our clergy. You know, they, they have mass still on Sundays. They stream it in, and, and everybody's, you know, a lot of people I've seen about praying for everything for this thing to end, and I think all that things are important. And, again, you know, when this is over, I think we'll be better for it. I think we'll be stronger for it, and hopefully we're more together for it. All right. Well, thank you so much for the information. Amen, Sam. Keep Amen. in touch. you got an open mic up here all the time. I watched your meeting yesterday, so it was good to see uh, you got a great board there with everybody working together. So uh, thank you for the information, and do keep in touch. Yep, we'll look forward okay. to seeing you up here sometime after this is all over. <laughs> okay, great. And you guys stay safe, guys. Thank you, too, thank Sam. Thank you very much. Okay. Sam Shikitano, Northumberland County Commissioner Chairman. We'll take a quickie break. We'll come back. We'll open up the phones if you have a question or an observation or something to get us started. We have a email that we'll have to have a little chit-chat about. Uh, about uh, It's an unanswerable email, so we'll talk about that shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome on board, WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. Uh, we've lost one of our good listeners, Paul Lease of Northumberland, and you will know him as the man who would call in and ask... Unanswerable questions. <laughs> right, that's what I called him, and uh, Joe, Joe fielded probably most of well, his Well, we calls. always got a kick out of his questions. <laughs> so, unfortunately, he died recently. Uh, he had been in declining health for a little while, uh, but just a super guy, uh, fought a valiant fight against children and youth services, must have been something related to custody or something, but uh, was able to raise some valid points during that whole discussion. Uh, also a photographer, just crazily good pictures. He would post them occasionally on Facebook. And uh, so Paul Lease died last weekend or maybe last week, but uh, uh, on the mark was a big part of his life, plus his birds. He loved his birds. So. <laughs> 
He's uh, one of our listeners sent us a note about that. I was saddened to read of the passing of Paul Leese, one of the show's regulars. According to his obituary, he is meeting with the Lord to get answers to the unanswerable questions he often posed for Mark and Joe. I'm sure the Lord right now is scratching his head at some of Paul's questions. Oh, my gosh. Where'd this come from? What kind of a question is that? Joe, I'm also, Mark and Joe, I'm also concerned about Dan from New Berlin, who has not called the show recently. Our local Trumpster certainly could have a rebuttal for Chris and Tom and their anti-Trump comments. Yeah, we're trying to track down Dan. We've asked some folks in New Berlin who he is so we can contact him. Hope he's okay. And um, uh, so we haven't been able to. So if you're listening, Dan, call in or send us a note. If you know who Dan is, let us know. Email us privately at onthemarketwkok.com and we'll be in contact with him. We did contact... We, I, as you know, the FCC rules permit us from using, or prohibit us from using the air for personal communications. Right. So but uh, so we can't can, say, Paul, give us a call. That's illegal. Email, you can email us. So. so you need to retract that at once. All right. I, take, I, I don't <laughs> take it back. Anyway, who knows? I sit across from the FCC I don't think every day. Agit Pie is going to come up here and get us. <laughs> I'm going to put something else in that air tank at the bottom of your tent here in a minute. Uh, the other listener who we haven't heard from a long time is Lance, and uh, he's taken a little bit of a hiatus from calling the show. He's listening a little bit. Uh, his wife died. She was just 81, so uh, he's still kind of getting kind of get regrouped from that. But uh, just a tremendous man he is. And I don't think we've met. I, I have seen Lance at a couple of locations. Uh, the uh, the Better Angels discussion that was held in Snyder County about two, three years ago. Uh, he was there. And um, so, and then we met him. He's kind of active in a couple of things around here that we would see him at. But uh, so Lance is uh, alive and well and doing okay, but just uh, taking it day by day at this point. So we hope he's up and running soon and, and gives us his good common sense conservatism that he's developed over the years. But in the meantime, we know the issues he's concerned about, drinking and abortions. Right. So. We can now ask every candidate. Uh, oh, yeah, that, that, that triple list is on everything. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Underage drink. What well, we're it? hoping that our listeners stay safe from this virus. We're taking the precautions here that we should take. Um, yesterday, I posted a picture of you in your mask. Uh, as mm-hmm. kind of like the new normal today, we have now plastic screening between us. So should I put take a picture of that? No, I already did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sent it to my wife. Yeah, but she you don't see what, what kind of you don't see what I see. <laughs> no. Well, I look a so, little hazy over here. Do I smile? I'll put this on. There we go. Oh my gosh, you are so photogenic. <laughs> You're right. You are. Oh. <laughs> it glows with the strobe. I'm not sure this is going to be a good picture. Probably well, we'll not. put this on WKOK's Facebook page. Yeah, it's Joe in the bubble, and he does have air uh, in being channeled into it. It has a uh, air tank. What now, we, we had is... nitrous pumped into it for Bob Garrett, but you're getting pure oxygen, so do not light a match in there. We need uh, George Costanza and... Um, oh, the bubble boy. Yeah, the bubble boy. <laughs> and the boy in the bubble. We do have some uh, text left over from yesterday, that I and, and we have this issue to talk about the uh, kind of bizarre enforcement of the governor's uh, do not travel ordinance. Some places police are making arrests, other places they aren't. One of our texters said yesterday, this is still America. The last time I checked, restricting movement is un-American. I understand what the purpose of the restrictions are, but I also know that people can still have a free will and can make a choice. Or has it come to an end now also? But here's my question. Let's say I want to take a drive. I get in my car, and I just drive around. I don't let anybody in. I don't get out. 
What's the harm if I just want to get out and see, get some fresh air and look at the countryside and see something other than my four walls? How is that impacting negatively on anyone? I think they would prefer that you got... I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Stan on this. It, these, it is an overwhelming rule that people are being asked to comply with. And when it comes to ticketing, I think that should be something that's very, very rare. I mean, there's a single-digit number of cases in Pennsylvania. But in all of those cases, something else was happening happening there. Something else was actionable happening. But I do appreciate what you're saying, that it, it seems unreasonable that you've been told to stand down. And most people of uh, that ilk are not standing down. I mean, we saw Billy Allred called in the other day. He and his church are still gathering, so you still have, you know, dozens of people there. Uh, Billy is fighting this tooth and nail on social media in a humorous and appropriate um, <laughs> sort of uh, using irony to talk about this. Well, this so we appreciate that. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good point, The I story think. out of York County is particularly interesting. A York County woman is facing a citation of $200 from the state police for what they say violated Governor Tom Wolf's stay-at-home order. Anita Schaefer, who's 19 years old, is now faced with what appears to be a citation for at least $202.25 for breaking the state's Disease Control and Prevention Act of 1955. That's one of the two applicable, sta- applicable statutes that can be applied in these cases, according to the state police. Truber said Schaefer told them she was just taking a drive. Per Governor Wolf's order, Pennsylvanians are supposed to be staying home unless it's considered essential, which you can read about on the governor's website. But what about get exercise? They're saying you can go out and get a breath of fresh air. I walk around the block. Am I in trouble? Dick, you're on the mark. I wanted to make uh, two points. Uh, yesterday I had to make my once every two or three day trip to the grocery store. So while I went to Giant, then I had to go to Walmart for about a five minutes exercise of, of getting something. And my point being is, when I went into Giant in Lewisburg, I'm going to say that maybe 50% of the uh, p- the patrons in there, I'm not counting the store employees, had a mask on. And in Walmart, maybe not more than 30% of the people in that Walmart had a mask on. So I guess they're not taking it very seriously. And then and then with the first day of travel season, they showed a photo on PenLive of a place, I think it said Boiling Springs area, like it looked like halfway dam. It wasn't halfway dam. And they were shoulder to shoulder. I saw that picture. You're right. I wondered about that. And I guess my point being, as a state agency, that they could just they could actually patrol the state store better than that. Well, yeah, good point. I mean, Very good could, point. They could control who's in the state store. They couldn't control. They couldn't control that. It wouldn't take a lots of people because it's you only have one way and one day out. What one way out? Not, well, not do, down the fire don't, don't you think? Don't you think it's ironic? My point is, it doesn't make a lot of sense to 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 beat people up over this stuff. And I'm not saying to go out and do things. I'm just telling you that there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason the way they let people do stuff or don't do stuff. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, can you imagine? You let people go trout fishing, but you arrest a woman for a 19-year-old girl for taking a drive. It's insane. Oh my gosh! I'm looking. Everybody's in state stores. See ya, bye. See ya. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking at that pen life picture. That's crazy. <laughs> I saw that this morning. I thought, now this is ridiculous, and they're arresting a night to, uh, people for taking a drive. That's like a normal day at uh, some trout openers. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome on board our WKOK live telephone talk show on the mark. Joe McGranahan's in the bubble across from me on the other side of the class. He's probably very glad he's not in the same room as us. Mr. Rob Centers, our fabulous producer, and he does a fantastic job on Sunrise and on the mark. I did post on WKOK's Facebook page the picture of Joe in a bubble so you can see how he looks like in his uh, glassine sheen inside the bubble. But the microphone sounds fine, so we're good to go. We are uh, up to speed in that regard uh, with him on mic. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. All of 67 counties now have confirmed positive test cases of COVID-19 and the first virus-related death has been reported in Columbia County. In its daily update, the State Department of Health says over 1,500 new positive cases have been reported. That brings the statewide total to 14,500. Now every county in the state has a case. Uh, Fulton and Elk County uh, held on as long as they could. I think Forest County was one of the counties that waited. Sullivan County got their first case over the weekend. Uh, The Health Department also reported 78 new deaths, including the Columbia County death. There were 14 two cases of COVID-19 in Columbia County. Statewide total of deaths now 240. Dozens of Northumberland County employees have taken voluntary furloughs during the outbreak. Commissioner Chairman Sam Shikitano yesterday told us 30 to 40 employees have been voluntarily furloughed while others are using their sick or vacation time. He says more employees could do the same by the end of this week. State police in Harrisburg say they are not going to heavy-handedly enforce the rules that people must keep social distancing and stay at home. We understand that this is a time of unprecedented stress for people. Pennsylvania State Police has always taken the approach that our community relations and developing those community relations and ties with the community benefit our law enforcement mission. That is State Police Colonel Scott Price, Deputy Commissioner of Operations for the State Police. Say troopers wear, will, will, wear, will wear an N95 mask when encountering the public. He said they are working to listen and make sure they understand community needs and will not be heavy-handed in their enforcement of the stay-at-home order. One Valley Police Department did enforce but didn't cite some individuals who were violating the stay-at-home order. There were 30 or more people at Hess Field's Montour skate park last Monday night, so Mahoning Township police broke up that group. The Monterey Recreation Commission, which owns the skate park, says they've had an ongoing debate about which parks to open and which to close. All Valley residents now have an opportunity to send well wishes to Evangelical Community Hospital via email. Uh, send them to together at evanhospital.com, and these well wishes are for the hospital staff on the front line. They're also actively accepting donations of financial support as the hospital is uh, losing uh, millions of dollars in anticipated revenue each day. And, and finally, for... Uh, nope, uh, scratch that. We've got uh, two items left. Uh, first of all, Cosmo. It just got real for Cosmo. Now the opening of Knobles Groves is on an indefinite hold in a release. The Knobles Amusement Resort uh, says the 2020 season delayed until further notice. All of their off-season projects are on hold, so they'll have to be completed before 
before they open. You can email them at contact at canobos.com for more information. And Governor Tom Wolf ordered Commonwealth flags at all state facilities, public buildings, and grounds to fly at half staff until further notice to honor the victims of the coronavirus. So if you see a state flag at half staff, now you will know why. WKOK News Time, it is 9-11. Mike's been standing by patiently during the headlines. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Well, you're welcome. And also, uh, Columbia County has the second reported death here. Uh, the Morning Press says that a 77-year-old male died, uh, the second one to uh, pass away from a particular nursing home, which I don't know the name of. So that's uh, more recent than the state number, so they'll probably catch up yeah. with that number later. Yeah, and, well, that's correct. And the reason I called, because I and I, I think this is probably going to be more in your wheelhouse, Mark, than uh, Joe's. Here's my perception of what I've been seeing. You know, ever since we started having the daily briefings, <clears throat> the the mainstream media, for the most part, I'm talking MSNBC, CNN, and and all the rest, have been saying, we we want facts, we want truth. Don't listen to Trump. Listen to us. We have the facts. We have the truth. He's a liar. Okay, so that, that's been their position. Then they started this thing on those two networks where Trump would do his little spiel, and as soon as he was done talking, they would cut away from him and then go to their networks and start bashing him with the uh, panels that they had lined up. And they would totally ignore what the experts, you know, Burks and Fauci had to say and the other ones. So. So they were going against what they were saying. They were saying, we want the facts, and you have to trust the, the experts, the scientists, and not Trump. Okay, so that's, that's my premise. So I'm wondering why, why did they make that change? And then secondly, if the networks are the, are the ones, if they're the purveyors of truth and they're the knowledgeable ones and not Trump, I can tell you this. On January 6th is the first I heard about the coronavirus and what was going on in China. And for January and February, it seems to me that those same media people that uh, are, are the experts, all they were doing was bashing Trump and hoping to be able to put him away and out of office with an impeachment. Why weren't MSNBC and CNN sounding the alarm? Why weren't they saying, hey, we need to start social distancing now, we need to do this, we need to do that, instead of concentrating on impeachment? So two questions. Why are they ignoring the experts in their media coverage now? And two, why weren't they sounding the alarm earlier if they're the true experts? He's throwing it to you, Mark. Well, this is a, just a big gotcha opportunity for them. As I mentioned, they're, they're, even though you, the news conferences are very forward-thinking, I mean, the president is still using his overuse of superlatives, and we're fantastic, and this is the greatest team, and we're on top of this, and all that sort of thing. He's still doing that. Uh, for CNN and MSNBC, it's an opportunity for them to say, you know, why didn't you see this coming? How far behind the eight ball are we? So uh, I don't know. That's been their tack since the president took office. Well, before he took office, I guess it would be safe to say. I, I don't really detect any change. The topic has changed. You know, it's switched from impeachment. It's switched from Russia. It's switched from health care. It's switched from whatever else now to COVID. And you know, during the summer, it'll be, you know, something else will pop up or maybe the recovery won't be fast. The president yesterday said the <laughs> economy should snap back. And uh, which I think is, you know, uh, it, it's it's a good guess that that could happen. But uh, you can bet in July they're going to be like, wait, 
it's summer. We're off the shutoff restrictions, and the economy has not snapped back. Mr. President, why were you so wrong back in April when you said the economy will snap back? That's just their tack. That's the way they are. You know, they're obviously out to get them. Well, look at Chuck Todd. Uh, we, we played a little bit of Waters' uh, words yesterday uh, where he pointed out some of the fallacies on the left after the couple of memes have come up showing people on the right making mistakes as far as assessing the situation. Right. MSNBC's January but, guest who said, don't worry about it. Right. After, they, after Morning Joe said, everybody saw this coming in January. But even Chuck Todd, who was doing Meet the Press, he tried to bait Joe Biden with a question on, doesn't the president have blood in his hands uh, for this issue? Yet, uh, less than a month before that, he emceed the Democratic presidential debate. And you know how many questions he asked about the coronavirus of those candidates? None. None. Not one single question. So that, no, this I, is the I'm, hypocrisy that the left is more interested. I agree oh, with Mark. Oh, yeah, it's just them. <laughs> now, the media, left-leaning media is more interested in right, trying uh, to get President Trump Fox than they are in getting the truth. So fact-based. Yeah, anyway, go ahead, Tom. Or, Mike, you get another second here, and then we got another caller. Yeah. You know, and then the other thing, the, the deal with the, uh, I believe it was the aircraft carrier, uh, supercarrier, I think it was named Roosevelt. I'm, I'm not familiar with the name. But the bottom line is he deviated from protocol, okay? And the left is trying to make him out as a hero, a whistleblower, when in ordinary times, this guy would be well on his way to a court-martial. I don't have any experience with the military other than having to work for a lot of ex-military people. And I, trust me, I've had my uh, share of getting beat over the head, you know, for not performing the way I was expected to perform from these military-type people. And it, it, it's just beyond me that they're making a hero out of a guy who in ordinary times probably would be on his way to a court-martial. It just seems everything is upside down in my mind right now. Okay. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Thanks, Mike. Mike. Appreciate, Appreciate your call. The call. Uh, Tom is next, right? Yeah. Tom, yep, Tom. There we go. Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. All right. Well, first, I got to correct Cindy on yesterday saying that there was $100 billion for people to get insurance. Well, it's not. There's $100 billion, but it's for only COVID-related illnesses. It's not for not for people to have a to have a heart attack. Well, that's what, she's, no, that's what she said, Tom. Tom, else. that's what... So it's not going to... It's not going to bail people out that lose their insurance and they can't afford COBRA. Tom, that's what she said. She said it was for COBRA-related illnesses. She said that. I I didn't hear her say that. She She said it was for, because you said, because then you said, oh, that's good. Tom will be glad to hear that. I know what she said. Right. you you, You thought she bailed you out. No, I, I didn't think she'd be able yeah, me out. I thought she'd just bought I heard it. I know what you said. <laughs> she got you on that. He, yeah, Tom's got now, you. Joe. He does. Go and, on. And another thing, this Mike that called up, I mean, this thing about he's saying they're switching off and not showing the... They show Fauci and they show Burke when they get a chance, but this Trump gets up there and it's just on and on and on and on and on. All the time, it's like he takes up 90% of those... Of those uh, conference calls, sort of like Governor they Cuomo, hard, wouldn't you say? Sort of like Governor to Cuomo. To say anything. Sort of like Governor Cuomo, huh? Takes up ninety percent. Ninety percent of the time. his own show. But he takes up ninety percent of it. Not, not Chris Cuomo. Yeah, Andrew Cuomo. He's the governor. The president. This president doesn't know anything. Oh, okay. He doesn't know a thing. All right. He gotcha. doesn't. He's he's <laughs> he's been lying about these tests forever. He said yesterday they made they so far they've done more tests than anybody ever, anybody. 
they did. He said they did one million eight hundred and seventy thousand tests. Well, isn't that something? We have three hundred and twenty-five million people in this country, and if you take and figure out the percentage of tests that were done with the amount of people that are in this country. It isn't even one percent. Tom, try and be it's fair. It's not even one percent. Figure it out. Tom, try and be it's fair. It's not even one percent. Try and be fair for a second. Should we test people who have no symptoms, who have no exposure, or should we test people who you, might have it, who might exhibit some? You are going to have to test everybody to clear this up. You but are the going test, to have to find out the who test, has it, Tom, the test who is only... have it, and who had it. Tom. That is the only way you're going to have to test 100 percent of the people in this country or you'll never solve the problem. Tom, the test is only a snapshot of where you are today. I could test negative today and positive tomorrow, as I understand it. So what do we do, test everybody in the country every day? No, but they're going to have to test everybody. They're going to have to test everybody. That's what they're going to have to do. There's no other way around it. You can't. And he lies about it every day. Every day it's, oh, we did all these tests, all these tests, all these tests, all these tests. And they didn't even do 1% of the country. But they never set out to do the entire country. It's people who might have some exposure, who might have some reason to believe they were uh, came in contact with somebody who had the virus. You know, the states are all complaining about they don't have enough tests. All the states are complaining. But it's not for testing people who don't have any exposure. It's for people that they may want to, or that they believe have had some exposure to it. If those, if those people aren't tested, test for them, that's not very good, is it? They're rolling them out as fast as they can. We didn't have any tests well, at all this in is January. Of getting started late. This president was told about this. Oh come on! Did you hear you Dr. Know, on Fauci? Third, and, and Peter Navarro even if it's been on the news. Peter Navarro sent him letters of what was going to happen, and Trump even said, "I didn't read them." Did you hear Dr. Even said it right on TV. I didn't read them. Did you hear Dr. Fauci say that we were very early on this? Did you? Does he matter? He said we were very Dr. early. He doesn't want to say too many things oh, that make so, Trump mad. Okay, so he's lying because of Trump. So anything anybody says that the president did right is wrong. You can't. You cannot say too many things in 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 front of Trump that that he doesn't like because. He just got rid of how many inspector generals that didn't he didn't he didn't like it because they didn't agree with him. He didn't get so rid of any. Rid of them. He didn't get rid of any of them. The two that put out the report he didn't like are still working. They're still yeah, there. The one's, one's got thirty days to go till he's out. Which one is that? He did get rid of them. I don't know what kind of news you guys watch. He did. I really don't. <laughs> they were still there this morning on the news. All right, we're going to take a quickie break. When we come back, we'll talk about what Tom just told us. Thank you, okay. Tom. Thanks, Thanks for Tom, checking in always, today. Thanks, Tom. It's always good to talk to you, even if we disagree. Bill, stand by. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. 1-800-795-9565. we got two occupied lines and two open lines. Bill, you've been on hold for decades, please. Sorry about that, uh, but we appreciate you calling in and waiting. You're on the mark. I have uh, three topics that I'd like to talk about. One is I understand only essential businesses are supposed to be open. My question is, why is Playworld, a, a playground equipment company, open and, and making their employees, you know, being exposed to each other during this pandemic? Number two, uh, your one man, uh, one com- comment uh, person said about uh, the captain that got relieved. I was in the chain of command, I was in the, the military. When they have an investigation, they need to find out if he leaked it to the uh, press or, or does somebody else do it. His troops really liked him. They cheered him. And when the Secretary of the Navy came on their ship to bambast him, he got booed, and then he resigned. And the third thing is until we get an antibody test to see if we've been exposed and we've been we've built up the antibodies that's the only real way to find out who has had it and has you know won't have it again this coronavirus they're my comments any well i don't know why playworld's open but why is uh, the business that governor tom wolf used to own open why are some of the modular home manufacturers around here that are working on residential projects why are they open and you know it, you could just go to every every town and look around find out what's open and scratch your head as to why and this is really the problem with the governor's waiver system you know this cockamamie eight page list what well, was six pages now it's eight with more exceptions and so on and then the waivers that are issued they just don't make any sense so you know why is it that you know if my truck dies tomorrow i can pay four thousand dollars to get it fixed but why can't i just buy a three thousand dollar used vehicle that's on the lot you know they won't let you do that so it's full of ironies you know you could you could ask them if they have a waiver if you wanted to uh, but there's hundreds of businesses around here that are open and without explanation and then what that does you know the unintended consequence is that it creates a labor issue you have people going into work who don't want to be there because they're concerned about bringing it home to their families or their kids or, you know, their elderly parents or whatever. So it, it's popped up a wide range of labor issues that, you know, they're all under the governor's umbrella and he's being totally secret about this. Now, Captain Crozier, Joe, you've been following that just a little more closely right. than me. Uh, you got a little bit of that wrong. I mean, the uh, the Secretary of the Navy resigned because of the comments he made. They came to light. He called him naive and unqualified 
qualified to command the ship, in effect. Uh, and uh, you, and they profanity profanity laced speech to the sailors, and it all came out. And he really he deserved to quit. I mean that was totally unacceptable um, for the secretary of the navy to behave that way. Captain Crozier did go outside the chain of command, and he probably should have been disciplined for it. But I don't think he should have been fired for it, and I certainly don't think he should have been publicly disgraced for sticking up for his men. That's my opinion. And what was your third? Yeah, topic? but he didn't leak it. He did not leak it as far as I know right now, about an investigation. Right, I think somebody else did. I think it was the spouse of somebody he did well, send it to. He sent it to so many well, people outside. Well, he had outside. no control right. over that. I mean... But he did have control he over it. He, he did have control over it. He didn't have to send it all to all those people outside the chain of command. Twenty people. Twenty people. What people? Yeah. Okay. What twenty people though? Uh, people who were below we him. That? Yeah. People were below him in the chain of command. Apparently, well, news media people too. Apparently. Oh, I don't think he sent it to news people. I think I it don't know ended that up yet. to other people. You don't know either. Well, in any event, the bottom line is the Navy was saying all along that he should have sent it uphill, not downhill. When you have those kind of observations, uh, but he claims he was I, frustrated with his higher ups and. That's sort of pretexted the whole thing. Well, there's two two things a leader has to accomplish the mission and to protect his men. Now, if he if he uh, gave that to the press or leaked it to them, then he's wrong, and he should have been relieved, and he should be relieved. But if he sent it up and he didn't want it exposed. He was doing his job I'm not as a sure. leader. Right. In one sense, absolutely, and that's why probably Joe defends him. But in another sense, his higher-ups said that email should have gone up the lane of cha- uh, chain of command and up only, and that there shouldn't have been anybody un- below his command to whom he should have sent that. So uh, these are kind of the observations that I've picked up. And right. what, was your, what was your third? You had a third observation, and now I forget I what. said about the, until we get a... Oh, the antibody test, test for the coronavirus. Well, we can we test for know. that. We can and test like for that. And like you said, Joe, you can get tested one day and be fine, and next day be sick. Yeah, but, our but, friend Tom wants us to test everybody every day from now until the whole thing's over. <laughs> <laughs> but you can test for antibodies. Somebody's doing that because there are people who have had a mild version of it, and they can test positive. And, I mean, they test for the antibodies, and they knew they had it, but they're, you know, okay in general. Well, I think the point that Guy was making about the testing everybody is is a very small percentage of Americans have been tested. And right, one like percent. Play world, so. you don't know if anyone in there is sick or been exposed. Even you know uh, today, you don't know that. So if someone's working there, they take it home to their family. Right, yeah. yeah, they're rightly concerned about that. We had precisely that same complaint okay. from uh, somebody at one of the modular home manufacturers locally. And just, just going back to Captain Crozier for a minute, I double-checked that, and it doesn't say that he sent it to the media. What it says is, the letter was sent over non-secure, unclassified email, even though the ship possesses some of the most sophisticated communications and encryption equipment in the fleet. And they also say that... Um, he urged a political solution and immediate and decisive action, and eventually it was leaked to the San Francisco Chronicle, and they published the story. Well, I, I think there's there's a lot out there, and there's need to be an investigation. Well, I good think, point. I think Very that's good probably point. happening. All right, thank you so much, Bill. Thank Thanks, you. Bill. Call Appreciate again. the call. Van, you have been waiting a good long time, so thank you for being on hold. You're on the mark. 
Good morning. Hey, if there was, they had a test for Trump derangement syndrome, I think Tom would probably test positive on that. <laughs> <It> test positive. <laughs> he but, has the antibodies. We be thankful that that's not as contagious as COVID-19, for sure. You know, to me, it's interesting. We've been hearing you know, repeatedly stuff about 18 months till we get a vaccine for this thing. And I've heard Bill Gates and I've heard Dr. Fauci say that things won't return to normal, you know, until we do get a vaccine for everybody. So what what I'm, you know, thinking through all this, you know, like you never leave a good crisis go to waste. And what I'm seeing from the Democrats and because this Trump derangement syndrome seems to have, have affected these people so much, they want to have him removed from office. And I think they would actually rejoice if our economy does collapse, which it obviously is going to. Do you see our economy surviving this? Well, I think it'll survive. It's just going to be a huge slog back. You know, the president's talking about a snapback, but I just can't imagine how you could do that. Well, wait a minute. There, I heard a story on Gordon Deal this morning. He was talking to a car dealer in New Jersey somewhere and asked whether or not there would be pent-up demand for goods and services after this is over. And, and the consensus is that, yes, there will be, that people have put spending on hold, you know, this money that's going to come out to us. Uh, will cause some people to go out and buy things they never bought before or, ha- or have been putting off. But, you know, I think the economy will snap back, but I don't think it will go back as robust as it was before we started this pandemic. Uh, I just don't see it climbing quite that far back that fast. But I do think it will rebound. Um, I forget, he's Charles Payne, who is a very good financial guy on Fox, whether you like Fox or not. He's very optimistic about what will happen at the end of this. Snapback. Snapback, yeah. So we'll we'll see. One one thing. Uh, did you hear of Dr. Shiva? You wear this guy that's running for uh, Senate up in Massachusetts? No, I'm not. Not Neither is Mark. He's from India, and he was he was like the one of the untouchables, his family, when they moved here to America. Well, he went to MIT, graduated from there. Well, his campaign slogan is, because he's running against Pocahontas, he says, it takes a real Indian to beat a fake one. <laughs> but but he's, he's a very intelligent man, and some things I was listening, what he was saying, he claims that the, the immune system is designed such that if you have a healthy immune system, you can actually, you know, overcome COVID-19, you know, I wouldn't say easily, but you can overcome it and not be, you know, succumb to, to death because of this disease or this virus. Well, they say some people will not get it. You know, there are, what, 300-some million people in the U.S., and they said if it goes across and everyone's exposed to it, some people just do not get it. Yeah, so it's it's like he's he's claiming that we really don't need a vaccine, but what, what I've seen is, is, like, through all the rhetoric from Gates, you know, and Fauci, but especially Gates, which I find him very interesting. And like I told you guys the other day to check out that event 201, and I know you say there's, there's, you know, people have, the government has different plans and stuff, but that meeting that took place up in New York was not a government-mandated meeting or a run meeting. It was it was three different foundations, and one of the World Economic Foundation was there, I believe, and there was like John Hopkins and of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. But if you listen to that, and I, I just encourage people to listen to that and watch the video that they put out and think this was October of last year before any of this was known. Now, 
how could anyone see this coming to the extent that it's come to? And if you watch that video, and I ask you to do that, did you do that the other day or not? I did not. Uh, I didn't have a chance. I'm sorry. I have it on my list of things I want to look at. Well, I would really encourage you and the listeners to to watch that and watch the the video highlight reel. It's on the website Event 201 and think, you know, how could could they make a video like that with, you know, these fake broadcasts of of news simulating what's going to go on during this pandemic, which just happened to happened shortly after that and listen to that and just think of where we are now and how in the world someone would have known this and is talking in there about vaccines it's taking taking 18 months to make vaccines and bill gates is into vaccines that's what he's into okay so he went from doing you know computer stuff programming whatever to getting into vaccines all right to me it seems like a very strange thing for him to get into, but I'd encourage you to, <laughs> to watch that, and then tomorrow he's let into, me know what you think of that. He's well. into mind control. He, well, he tried to control us with computers, and so now he's going to inoculate us. So when that you got we'll that much it. money, Van, you can be interested in anything <laughs> you Whenever want. Whenever you want. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Van. We really appreciate the call. Stand by, Chris. we got a caller standing by. we got a couple of open lines, 1-800-795-9565. Don't forget, one of our good listeners suggested everybody fly their American flag to display our unity during the outbreak coronavirus pandemic. So that is sound advice. So we'll have all the flags out and up before Memorial Day. So yeah, fly your flag and make sure everybody knows you're pulling for the nation and pulling for everybody to pull through. Flying your flag. A lot of pulling going on there. Yep. All right, Chris, thank you so much for standing by. You are on the mark. Yeah, I think uh, the bird woman, Ms. Bird, is that her name? Something like that. That's at the press conferences. Bricks or Blicks? Something like Burks. that. Burks. 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 That's it. Burks. Every at, at at the press conferences every time. She uh, she said we don't have antibo- reliable antibody testing yet. They wouldn't have it for uh, probably a month. So just to clarify that point. And when Fauci said, I said his name Fauci. Yep, Doctor Fauci. He's the he's he, when he says we were on it early. I think you better put some context into that and find out what exactly he was talking about because him and his group were definitely on it early, and they did make some mistakes early. And they also gave a lot of advice to Trump that he apparently didn't take much stock in but uh, so by we what he means by we in that context and what he when when and what he was talking about is somewhat important there and of course he can't you can't say anything uh, that's even vaguely critical of Trump if you work for him or but, but Dr. You Fauci talk about your conversations with him so you know Dr. Fauci has said some things that were critical of the president's yeah, reaction, yeah. and he's and still he's, there. He's been able to get away with it occasionally, and had to, but he's, he's very careful how he phrases it, too. And uh, the rest of the crew is uh, automatic praise for Trump. Yeah, if you're a governor, you, he, he tries to make it sort of like, uh, you know, hey, you need these supplies? Well, uh, we need something out of you, too. It's like a Ukraine phone call. 
Well, Even if he's not going to do and punish you for saying bad things about you, he wants you to think he is. Be, be fair about so you, it. So you won't. That's, be, that's his personality, and we're stuck with it one way or another. I think it's a very bad personality for governing myself. Do you, th- do you think you can be fair about it for just a minute? He said some negative things about the governors, but he has instructed Mike Pence to call all of them and work with them. And that's what's happened. The vice president has called every yes, governor and yes, constantly. But do you get the same uh, response from Pence as you would by going to... No governor. Uh, no governor. Let me finish now. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Well, go ahead, please. Trump, <laughs> Speak. Trump. Trump got extra ventilators for New York because the my pillow guy, who was a friend of his, called him and said New York really needed them. Oh, brother. Oh, come on. <laughs> Mike Lynn. That's Lin, the my, true. He he's said out in that at the Trump conference himself. He's out in Minneapolis. I'm not making that up. I believe you are. Yeah, my pillows are from Minneapolis. Minneapolis. He's not in New York. He must have He's an a, office in New York. They said they announced that the friend of uh, Trump, when they had the my pillow guy at his press conference, and they they said a friend of his, which I assumed they meant the pillow guy, but a friend of his called up and told them that New York really needed. Ventilators in this particular thing, and well, he how, got four hundred of them sent. We are not men. How would he know? He's not in New York. He's out in well, the middle part hey, of the country. I'm just be. telling you what happened. No, you're, you're telling me what you think happened because you said no, I guessed real. he meant. It's real. He was. There. I guess he meant. It was a friend of Trump's that called that got the ventilators. I was assuming it was a my pillow guy because that was the friend that was produced at the press conference at the same time. Maybe I'm wrong, and it was a different person. Okay, check it out. But even so, the president has responded to other requests on the on the prison reform issue. He's responded to some celebrities who asked him to do something. Yes, There's nothing yes. wrong with being so asked to do something. Obviously, means if you're uh, you get better action if you talk to the president yourself than if you talk to Pence. But there is no, and let me finish this sen- sentence. There is no response from any governor that said that they were penalized because they said something negative about the I president. Didn't say there were. But I your implication, let you me finish, that. let me finish. Your implication is that there was, and there no, isn't. No, I said specifically he tries to make you think that, at the very least. So what? what's the point of that? If, he's, if, there's, no, if there's no stick, <laughs> the carrot then stands he, he alone. He raises the stick, but whether he swings it at you or not is, is <laughs> questionable. But him just talking you down politically... Is is also a thing that uh, governors might want to avoid. Well, what right? about them talking him down politically? They don't seem to avoid that. Well, Governor Pritzker and tell the truth about what your what the situation is. Can you? Governor right. Pritzker in, in Illinois has been okay, more than well, critical. Can, can, now, can we get to something else. No, you, you you're out actually out of time. Yeah, you're out of time. You're five minutes and fifteen seconds. We do some research. Yeah, and you're out of time, Chris. Thank you. Call us again tomorrow. Bye. Have a good one. Hold it. Can I say? Two quick lies that Trump always tells. The yes, press hurry up. Yep, go ahead. That, uh, Come on. They were out of ammunition when when Obama took office. Right. Okay. And the, yeah, all right. The, the testing system was broken because when when he took office. Okay, those were two but quick he, things. That's it. Bye, those Chris. Are, those are both lies. <laughs> Bye. All right. Gotcha. Thank you so much. I'm glad he's uh, got that cleared up finally. <laughs> Cindy, Cindy, what do you think about the My Pillow guy, huh? 
nothing. I right. know nothing about him, except I understand that he's a recovering addict, and I'm he is. kind of taken aback at how people are eating that man alive. The same people, you know, who would, in other uh, settings, I would expect to be great advocates for... Uh, people who have dependency issues. So it's kind of stunning to me. Maybe because he's come out as ultra-conservative. Maybe that irritates people. That's what irritates them right there. Well, that's no excuse to go after (laughs) Well, he calls the media evil. (laughs) (laughs) I think that irritates... He's right on that point, (laughs) i got to tell you. Just on my casual (laughs) observations, they've lost their way. I mean, when you watch these things, they see, instead of seeking information they appear to believe that they're in a debate class and that they're to argue whatever their point is with whomever's speaking i find that incredibly irritating so you ask me cindy do you have a red car or a blue car and i say a blue car well don't you think you should be driving a red car that's not their question to ask they ask they found out i had a blue car end of discussion (laughs) move on to the next question but that's not why i called so first of all i think it's important while we're uh, all concerned about what's going on on a national level, that we pay attention to what's happening in our state. And so I saw that the Senate approved a bill yesterday, good for them, I'm, a, I'm supporting this, that would give municipal officials uh, the capacity, the ability to extend the discount rate on county and local property taxes. I think that's wonderful. And to waive the penalties on those things. And Joe, I'm telling you, we should do that. And that should be done across all the areas. People should get a break to October to August 31st. I think that's a bill to support. And an, and another thing that came up that I, when I was reading the legislation that's moving forward right now is a um, thing I didn't know about. Remember how the state liberalized the sale of alcohol a year or two ago, and you can buy wine and beer in the grocery store. Yep, sure. Well, recall that. A couple weeks ago, I went in. I was happy about this because they had shut the state stores. I'll be darned if I understand that one. And they, um, because I had loyally kept going to the state store to support them. But okay. So I'm in the grocery store, and they have the wine that my husband prefers. And so I pick up two boxes of it. And I get up to check out, and guess what? You're only allowed to buy one at a time. Not that that's a policy of the store. That was actually written into the law. Which really? I just think this is ridiculous. I bought two at a time in the state store all the time. Why? Because it's one less trip someplace. Right. It uses less gas. It's more energy efficient. It, you know, if you want people to gather together less, then you should let them buy what they need. So I see this bill is coming forward that will put in halt to that. I think that's good. I, and I hope that this bill is successful. Wow, it's okay. uh, put forward by Natalie Mahalik. I don't know who she is, but I think it's a wonderful bill, and I sure as heck hope that they pass this bill. To say that you can only buy, like, three bottles of wine or one box of wine, that's just ridiculous. Now, what would have hap- happened, Cindy, if you would have said, okay, well, let this other one here, I'll be back, taking yes. your stuff out to the yes. car, come back in and right. bought the second then one. you're fine. Joe, I was ready to do that. I was ready to do that. And then I just was so tired with after I load everything in from the cart, I didn't do it. I should have. I should have just walked out to the car and come back in to buy another box. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I think. We're grown-ups, for gosh sakes. We're grown-ups. If, if it's a behavior I could do in the state store, why can't I do it four stores later, give or take change, at the, at the grocery store 
in my mall. That's just ridiculous. Some this of this is the kind of silliness that goes yeah. on with government. Well, some of this stuff is obviously, I mean, well-intentioned, but poorly thought out. You know, <laughs> well, it's like you can't buy liquor at the grocery store. Why not? You can buy beer and wine. wine yeah, What's wrong with a little bottle of vodka? Well, the, oh, oh, no, oh, you can't that sell that. Oh, no, you can't do that. Oh, oh no. No, no. no. Yeah, brother. The world would come to a screeching halt if you did. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, Joe, the other day you mentioned the blue laws. And right. I remembered those. I'm shaking my head while you're giving that. I remember you couldn't get in any store on Sunday. That's how old I am. That was mm-hmm. just out of the question, let alone roping off a part of it. Well, you're right. They were all closed except for places like the drugstore and the, and the sections of that that were roped off were the things that you couldn't buy. Yeah, and the gas station, and mm-hmm. thank God they carried batteries because they must have figured out that everybody runs out of batteries on Sunday and they rush to the you gas station <laughs> and pay a premium for batteries, right, especially on a Christmas holiday. But, you know, I think this... Um, this is an opportunity for us to rethink what's not working in our government and fix it. We can see it. Let's fix it. All right, and we I want to say this. I agree about the testing. This is what I agree to. If I take a corona test today, it means that right at this moment, I don't have it. But tomorrow morning, I could. Mm-hmm. So to me, testing 330 million people is ridiculous. It only, and Dr. Burke, to her credit, Dr. Burke, has said this. It. And who does she say needs the tests? Health care providers need the tests who are working on the front lines. People who might actually have the illness, right, who need a diagnostic, they need the test. There's no, and while she comes up with, they, they have these lofty goals about broader testing, and she vents frustration that more and more people haven't been tested. It, uh, it's just... Um, economically foolish to go out and test every American against this. Do we do that for the flu? Do we do that for measles? Do we do that for the <laughs> yeah, chicken You can't pox? go to church unless you're tested for the flu. All right, thank you so much, don't, Cindy. Don't tell Tom that. He wants everybody tested every day. Uh, thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. One well, of our emailers says, whenever Chris raises his voice like that, it's because even he knows he's full of oh, insert expletives here. I'm sorry, I got rid of that. Well, I'm glad it was so short. Read that one that's X2 okay. right there. It says, Trump has been tested twice already with no symptoms. What a waste of tests. Thanks. Right. Yeah, he doesn't go outside. So One of our other textures is, safe. I could just hear Tom yelling, get off my lawn. And then another texture says, oh, my God, now it's Trump's and the My Pillow guy's fault. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> when it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. we got three callers, three minutes, so we'll go to Mike first. Good morning, Mike O. How are them taxes rolling in? Oh, really fun. 
hey, I'm out uh, listening to you on my earbuds and uh, working on a fence, and I heard Cindy talk, and I just want to stress to everybody, there has been no legislation passed to extend the discount period for the spring tax. Okay, I so... you said about extending the discount period. Some areas, their discount period already ended in the March. It's not even possible. I, I heard some talk about extending the discount period if you could make the face where you're not penalized 10%, but I want to stress to everybody, the escrow companies pay, if we try to change this bill, they're all going to want their money back. That right. would be a huge falling, a very expensive time-consuming falling. So maybe they can do something school, maybe they can freeze taxes for the next year or 18 months, that would be nice, but you can't change those bills that are out there at this late stage. You had to do that. 90 days ago could could you extend the uh the the regular period so that uh it doesn't expire and go into the penalty period so early could that be done mike stress something a tax collector can't do anything no i mean the, if the legislature were going to approve it i agree with you the uh the discount period's done but bills printed and if you try to alter the agreement of the bill notices that went out you are looking at so many lawsuits you won't save anybody anymore. Really? Why would people be objecting to that? Because, well, I mean, 30 percent of my real estate is paid by escrow companies who want to hold on to that money as long as they can. Okay. They can get one lawyer to sit down and write a thousand letters to a thousand municipalities to make a couple hundred thousand dollars in interest. They're going to do it. Well, I guess you got I a good that. point. Well, you're right. I mean, if, if the if the well, attorneys are sitting on anyway. <laughs> right. they can. Thank you so much, Mike. So, I'm just saying. Uh, flattening the taxes for the next year or so, that wouldn't be so bad, but don't try to change taxes that are already in the mail. <laughs> don't change a thing. <laughs> All right, thank you so Good much. Uh, Bobby, thanks for being a first-time caller today. you got 30 mm-hmm. seconds. Go right ahead. Uh, yes. Uh, my suggestion is, of course, you know you, you know how you get blood tests and, and all that sort of thing, and, that, and, that, and then have, that, have the coronavirus test you know, included in that part of your health plan or something, just to kind of say, okay, this is what we can do. That would be but a good they've already they've the already waived the cost. The government's saying the cost of but testing will be free. No, but that should be part of it in the future. Yeah, I get a blood test, and they tell me a hundred different things about it. Oh, you mean right. a, you mean a sta- Oh, I see. You're saying included right. in a standardized blood panel. Right. Okay. Well, if panel. if we beat the if we beat the virus back, hopefully that won't be necessary. But, but you know, yeah. All right. Thank you, Bobby. That's an thank interesting you. observation. I mean, but then you'll know. All right. Yeah. True gotcha. enough. Thank you, Bob. Gotcha, Bobby. Thanks, Chris. You got thirty seconds. Go. Okay, uh, I'm glad I'm, uh, I have my own trolls on this show, but they should clean out their ears. I, <laughs> I, I said that the, whoever it was, if it wasn't the pillow guy that talked to Trump, got 400 ventilators for New York City. That was something good. All right. So they should listen a little bit more. Fabulous. We got you. Thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, thank you so much for calling. <laughs> we appreciate it. See you tomorrow. I'll be, i got to get out of this bubble now. Will you come around and release me, please? No, I have to leave first. You have to cut your way out. And then we just use duct tape oh, great. to seal I don't, it up. I didn't bring a knife along. Darn it. You're listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury.